0: Uh, Welcome to another edition of Resistance TV. Uh, Tonight we're going to be discussing the prospect of a cashless society. Daniel Fuchs is going to join us to explain why we should be concerned about it. Daniel's perhaps best known uh, for his work as an artist, but he's also a fantastic socialist activist and he's been trying to raise awareness about the dangers of a digital currency. So welcome to the show, Daniel. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Nice to see you, Chris. Good. I wish I was. I'm still struggling with uh, sciatica, so if you see me squirming around on my chair, you'll know why.
1: I'm taking the vitamin B12
0: that you recommended, by the way. Yeah,
1: uh,
0: (laughs) let's get started. Listen, Daniel, just set out your concerns about a potential central bank digital currency, because you know I think a lot of people probably think it would be more convenient than using cash. So,
1: yeah,
0: why should we be concerned?
1: Well, that's how it's being sold. Chris, if it's okay with you, what I'm going to do, I've got a very short statement I'm going to read out, which is yeah. only two sides long, which will outline my concerns about uh, CBDCs, digital IDs, and the social credit system that's going to come along with it. Uh, there's a lot to, a lot of information to, to get across, and I think uh, in the interest of conciseness, it's better if I kind of read it so I can get the points across. Okay, very and, cool. Let's so get well, cracked on job, thank we'll you only got that, an then, half an hour. Ask so. As many questions as you want afterwards. Okay. Yeah, cool, mate. Excellent. Go ahead. And so, I believe
0: that. And we seem to have lost you, Daniel. Where's our technical person?
1: Yeah, are we okay? Yeah, we got you now back, mate. Sorry, couldn't hear you for a second there. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. it's uh, So I believe we're at a pivotal moment in human history. Those in charge are currently making a big play and exploiting digital technology to consolidate their position and give themselves unprecedented power. The ruling class, the ruling 1% are on manoeuvres. We're living through a time of great transition and the end game is CBDCs, digital IDs, and implementation of some kind of social credit system. Ian Davis, a journalist and blogger that I really respect said, and I quote, CBDCs are the most comprehensive Far reaching authoritarian social, social control mechanism ever devised. And I agree with that. Once, once it is in place, it will be very hard to fight back as those in charge will have total control over every transaction we make. The great advantage of cash is the anonymity it provides. It is currently hard for them to track who is spending cash and on what. I would urge all your viewers to watch the interview with uh, Augustin Carstens, the guy in charge of the Bank for International Settlements, the organisation and bank that oversee all the central banks of the world. He said, and I quote, There's a huge difference between cash and CBDCs. We currently do not know who's using a $100 bill today. The key difference with CBDC is that the central bank will have absolute control of the use of that expression of central bank liability, and we have the technology to enforce it. Now that's a massive game changer. They'll be able to oversee every single transition. They'll know who spent it, where it was spent, and then what. Now, if that was not scary enough, CBDCs will also be programmable. This means the central banks, in our case, the Bank of England, will be able to determine where, when, and what we spend our money on. Now that terrifies me, it does. Mm. Tom Mutton, director of the Bank of England's uh, CBDC unit, recently let the cat out of the bag. He said the programmable nature of CBDCs could support wider public policy objectives and be used to prevent activity which is seen to be socially harmful in some way. Get your head around that. Now mm. so this is a new concept to money. Never before has a central bank and government had that kind of power. You don't have to be too cynical to see how those new powers could be exploited by the banks and governments to serve their own interests and not that of the people. Thomas Fazzi, the left-wing MNT guy, wrote, and I quote, CBDCs would give governments sweeping powers of surveillance and control, allowing them to instantly punish citizens and consumers for behaviors deemed undesirable by finding them or even locking them out of their accounts at the flick of a switch. Yeah, yeah that's that, that's a game changer. I've got more, hold on, I just need a drink.
0: Yeah, well, listen, I mean, obviously, this is something uh, which me,
1: looks like it's being pushed around well, the world. Finish. So, if, if, now, if all that is not scary enough, CBDCs are going to be introduced alongside digital IDs. Digital IDs are central to the delivery of CBDCs. You can't have a CBD system without that digital wallet in place. Mm. These digital IDs, alongside the social credit system that will go with them, will completely transform how the individual interacts and navigates their way through society. Currently, we're able to leave the house, access public transport, travel within our country, uh, go to work, enter public spaces and buildings, go shopping and participate in most aspects of society without proving who we are. However, these long standing universal rights are soon to be replaced by bespoke authentication verification process, where the onus is on the individual to prove that they are allowed to do all these things. Again, this is a massive game changer. And it gets worse. In 2020, The IMF, the International Monetary Fund, suggested these social credit ratings could be established through access to a personal online browsing, search and purchasing history and the compliance of our businesses with the government's criteria of production, consumption, sustainability, employment rights, trading partners, etc. Now, if you think all of this is a bit far-fetched, then it's worth noting that since last Easter, digital IDs have already been introduced for those applying for UK citizenship. All those in the country applying for citizenship need to prove digitally that they are eligible to rent property and work in this country. My wife is an immigration lawyer uh, who works uh, with those applying for UK citizenship and keeps me up to date with all this. She often reminds me of the great Tony Benn quote. The way a government treats refugees is very instructive because it shows how they would treat the rest of us if they could get away with it. And you just have to look at how they treat the refugees now. It's it's shocking. Mm. It is also instructive to look at what is going on in China. China has been at the forefront of developing digital ID technology and has led the way in creating social credit systems for individuals and businesses. They've experimented with different approaches in different provinces in recent years and have started to roll out the system nationally. However, I'm still unclear what criteria they've chosen to use to apply these ratings. There's a lot of misinformation and anti-Chinese propaganda going around. I find it difficult to get reliable and accurate information about how all this works over there. However, I was interested in the use of the COVID QR system that they used last year. Citizens uh, needed to present a QR code that proved that they had 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 a negative COVID test within the last 48 hours. If they had not, then they were prohibited from traveling and using public transport. Now, I have no interest in discussing another country's uh, policy on COVID, but this goes to show that the technology does already exist to easily control the movement of masses of people. And it goes without saying that this technology can be exploited in different ways by different governments. So to sum up this part of the talk, cash is going, and so is the anonymity it provides. Central banks and governments will not only be able to oversee every transaction we make, but will be able to program the currency so that they can determine where, what, and when we spend it. Digital IDs will also be introduced alongside the social credit system that will radically transform how the individual interacts with society, giving the government unprecedented power to control what we do. I need one more set of a drink. Hold on. But before I finish, I think it's worth noting that there's another reason that CBDCs are being introduced. It is not just about the ruling class consolidating power and having complete control. Many think the whole capital system itself is vulnerable, that the banks never fully recovered from the financial crash of 2008. The Marxist writer, Fabio Vigi has discussed this. He pointed to the crisis of the repo markets September 2019. Apparently, there was a great, great volatility in those markets back then caused quite a bit of panic. He argues that the great upward transfer of wealth that occurred during the bailout of March 2020 helped alleviate some of these issues, but the systemic failures have still not been addressed. In other words, some kind of expensive trillion dollar sticking plaster. And others argue that what we are witnessing is a controlled demolition of the current financial system. That they are writing off all the unsustainable debt and starting again. To get more info on this, I would recommend everyone check out John Titus and his YouTube videos examining the US banking system. He goes into great technical detail, not all of which I understand, but the gist of it is that the debts of US banks are not sustainable. He also comes close to suggesting that the actions of the Fed, the Federal Reserve Bank, seems to be designed to provoke a crash, which is a scary thought. Mm-hmm. However, it's not an unreasonable one. After all, the ruling elites like a good crisis. So it provides an excellent opportunity for radical change. It's a whole shock doctrine idea. Anyway, that's me for now. So. Apart from independent well, financial... Yeah,
0: thanks, thanks for uh, setting out the uh, sort of background there, Daniel. I mean, I know the Prime Minister's quite keen on this idea. I mean, who else is pushing it in, in this country? I mean, where, where's the official opposition on this? Where's the trade union movement? Are they none. raising concerns none. or are they just sort of going... Well, sort of if they have, the I've,
1: not been, I've not seen it. It's, I mean, the second half of my talk, I mean, if um, the, I've got another statement I want to write, uh, read out which is about where the left have uh, been on this issue. I mean, um, and we, we will go through that. But yeah, I, I've seen no opposition to this from the, you know, anywhere, uh, anywhere in the left, from the trade union movement, from the core left, from, you know, anywhere. And, you know, I'm looking out for it. I'm trying to, you know, mm. find allies to help f- fight this because, you know, what I've just outlined just shows we are in deep, deep trouble. I mean, once this is in place, it's going to be very, very difficult to fight that. No, of course. Yeah. I mean,
0: what, what do you think? What do you think people can do then to to counter? I mean, part of the or the first thing, I suppose, is is you know raising people's awareness, because I guess a lot of people are not really up to speed with with yeah. the potentiality of, of this. So, I mean, what what would you recommend people should do if they're concerned about this to counter what's going on?
1: yeah well they've got to catch up quick because uh, the bank of england have just announced that they want their system uh functional by 2025 so guys you've got two fucking years to get your head together and get your head around this because this is happening and it's happening really really quick so you know people have got to uh, see this as something that is imminent something that's happening I mean, the way I kind of feel is that, you know, I feel like I'm standing at a beach and there's a tidal wave coming our way. Yeah. I'm, I'm warning people about this. Uh, no one's preparing to turn around and actually look at it. And, and if anything, telling me off the tone I use. Um, so, I mean, I find, I mean, I, that takes me, let me get my moan out the way about at the left. It wouldn't be me if I wasn't moaning at the left. Uh, they keep me in work. Let me outline that and then we can come back to unpick some of the other, the other issues. If yeah, I mean, uh, perhaps
0: you could say, Daniel, what, you know, why this then should be. I mean, I think you've kind of alluded to it, but why, why should this be an issue for <laughs> the left then? Sort of set that out.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I will. OK, here we go. So why are the left not address, addressing the issue of CBDCs? Most of the left have not heard of CBDCs. They're just not thinking about it. It's not in yeah. the frame of reference, which for something so important is just embarrassing and, in my opinion, shameful. Many of those that, are, war- many of those that w- are warning about CBDCs do so because they see it in the context of the Great Reset. Now, the left may not have heard of CBDCs, but certainly heard of the Great Reset. But unfortunately, they've just dismissed it as some kind of crazy right wing conspiracy theory. All this uh, talk of the Great Reset emerged during the COVID crisis. Sadly, the left adopted a very entrenched position on that issue and dismissed out of hand anyone that challenged their narrative or provided a different context for what was going on. I think the use of the term conspiracy theory in recent years has been interesting. Conspiracy theorist is now the go-to smear of choice. It has even replaced the antisemitic smear that was so widely used in recent years. That is now so passe, so 2019. And you're you're behind the times, pal. And um, I think the left are wrong to be so dismissive of conspiracy theories. Of course, there are some conspiracy theories out there that are associated with the far right, and that we should have nothing to do with. However, I believe the term conspiracy theory was pushed by the CIA in the 60s to shut down debate and smear those asking important questions about the Kennedy assassination. I think the same is happening today. We're currently living through a time when what passes for acceptable debate is incredibly narrow. The mainstream media and the establishment guard their narrative like never before. The propaganda of our times is off the scale and the worst I've seen in my lifetime. By the way, if you're interested in learning more about propaganda and how it's been used by governments in recent years, I strongly urge everyone to follow Piers Robinson, who's brilliant on this subject. Anyway, it was interesting uh, recently seeing that prick George Monbiot trying to smear Russell band. Uh, with the right wing conspiracy theories label it was outrageous brand has been one of the few to conduct himself with great honor throughout the last few years he is curious and he fights for space for debate likewise jimmy door in the us when it comes to the notion of conspiracy theories i agree with michael parenti he said when i quote Conspiracy theory is a term that is used whenever whenever anybody ascribes conscious intent to people with power. He went on, you watch out for your interests, you make calculations, what makes you think those at the top don't? So I think it's very important that the left do not allow our enemies to define the terms of debate. We must not be scared off from addressing the motives of the ruling class and ideas around the Great Reset. Of course we will be called names, and seniors, but we must not allow ourselves to be distracted from trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Before I stop, I would just like to explore another reason why I think many left have been silent on the issue of CBDs. but I need another sip, hold on. But this time, I want to focus on the anti-imperialist left. My crowd, your crowd, you know, our crowd. Like you, Anti-imperialism is integral to my politics. That's the tradition I grew up in. The central to anti-imperialist politics is viewing the world in terms of East and West. That, that makes complete sense. After all, after all, it's the West that are the imperialists. It is the US and allies that are responsible for most of the wars the last 38 years. They're the ones that invade other countries and steal all the resources. However, The problem with the CBD issue is that it cannot be viewed through an east-west lens. Both China and Russia are on the same page as the West when it comes to CBDCs and digital IDs. All the central banks of the world are in agreement that this is the way forward. Now, I think that might be an unsettling thought for many anti-imperialists. They're not used to viewing the world in those terms. It It takes them out of their comfort zone. Having said all that, I'm still surprised and disappointed that the anti-imperialist left don't get what's going on. Many come from a Marxist tradition, and I thought it was central to Marxist thought to view capitalism as inherently unstable, that eventually it would collapse under its own contradictions and require fascism to prop it up. Well, I think that's what's happening. The transition to full-on fascism is what the Great Reset is all about. Mm. Some people think that fascism is an overused word, but I think it's the best word to describe where we're headed. According to that bastard Mussolini, who coined the term, the definition of fascism is a marriage of corporations and state. Well, that's exactly what's happened in the West. 40 to 50 years of rampant neoliberalism has seen the corporate capture of all our our institutions. The nation state in the West has been completely hollowed out and asset stripped. All the World Economic Forum talk of public-private partnership is just posh talk for the complete corporate takeover of all our governments in the US and Europe. The stakeholder concept they promote, where corporations and non-governmental organisations work closely with governments and institutions like the UN and WHO, is just a contract. The only stake they want to hold is the one they will use to stab through the heart of what little remains of democratic accountability and freedom of speech. Well, the subject of freedom of speech, I would just want to say that Julian Assange is much missed during these scary times. He understood understood sooner than most the direction of travel. In the introduction to his book, Cyberpunks, he wrote, and I quote, the world is not sliding, but galloping into a new transnational dystopia. This development has not been properly recognised outside of the national security security circles, It has been hidden by secrecy, complexity and scale. Now, I think that's one of the reasons why they silenced Assange. Not only did he expose their war crimes of the past, but he was well well placed to expose the great crimes they have planned for the future. Any questions, Mm. Chris?
0: I mean, Daniel, I mean, obviously there's a lot lack of awareness, as I've mentioned uh, previously. I mean, is there any organised um, opposition to this? I mean, are there any prominent groups that are leading the charge? And, and if there are, maybe it's a failure on their part in not actually getting this information out to a wider
1: audience. Look, Chris, I said this to you a year and a half ago when I came up to the Resist, resist Festival. This yep. is not a left-right fight. No, you know, it is class war. <laughs> uh, it is, you know, the ninety-nine percent against the one percent. It um, it is us against them, and it is dare I say it, uh, you know, the many against the few, to use Corbyn's old phrase. But that means that we will all have to reach out and work alongside those we don't politically agree with and fight this. Now it turns out that those that have been kind of faster in the uptake have been those in the right. Now I'm not talking about the far right. I mean, fuck them, they don't know shit. I'm talking about the right. Yeah. Some of them have, and you know, they've been kind of raising awareness to that. There's also, you know, many others who are not politically aligned at all are just instinctively catching on to this and thinking something's not right. I mean, the, the hope that I have is that in making their big play, the 1% have exposed themselves. And there's a lot of people that just around the world are waking up to the fact that something is not right. But um, I must admit, you know, I am really disappointed. And all the left, you know, the Corbyn left, and you you guys as well, I'm afraid, are just, you know, not getting it. And you need to, I mean, this is the fight of our lives. If we don't tackle this and we've got like two years to, to, to turn this around, then we're in trouble. So, I mean, it's not about kind of blaming others and saying we didn't know. I mean, if anything, I'm on Twitter to ruin everyone's alibi. I mean, no one on the left will be allowed to say in a couple of years, I didn't know this was happening. I mean, I, no. I've been moaning about this for the last two and a half years. I mean, and, and, and as, have, as have others. But in terms of a kind of an organized uh, group, you know, doesn't seem to be anything. But I think the, the way forward is for the, the left to educate themselves, you know, quick, smart, uh, to have yeah. conversations, to learn this, and then we need to take to the streets. I mean, the, the mass protest is the only way uh, we can uh, stop this, if, if we can, uh, who knows.
0: Before we can do any of that, though, of course, it's, uh, the first step is to kind of raise awareness. Uh, I mean, and that is woefully lacking. I wonder whether yeah. you think it would be worthwhile people who might be members of organisations, maybe trade unions and things like that, yeah. whether that should be an avenue where they should start to raise it at, at branch meetings and try and push it yeah. up the line, as it were, to the leadership yeah. of the union. Because like you say, no, nobody of the organised labour movement seems to be hmm. Saying anything about this, I mean, whether Not that's course, deliberate it. or or ignorance, I mean, obviously, yeah. uh, is a moot point. But yeah, I guess the grassroots could could start to kind of put pressure through their democratic structures in these organisations. Is that something you think that's worth doing?
1: Yeah, let's. We I mean, should know, they be doing I, that. Yeah, of course we should do, be doing all that and do, do what can. But um, and I, you know, I'd love it if the unions came on board and uh, address this but um, so people should do whatever they can if they're part of a union, you know raise this um, you know share as much information they can spread the word. Um, you know I yeah I've kind of lost confidence that uh, that will, you know that route will take us anywhere. I mean uh, but you know by all means you know tr- try that and and, 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 and get uh, as many people uh, on board. Um, well,
0: what else then can, can be done then, uh, Daniel, I mean, if you know, if, you, if you're a bit sceptical about that route, I mean, we've yeah, got well, to mean,
1: kind of mobilise I mean, people, this, haven't we, exactly so how do we do of that? process of trying to work up through union structures uh, uh, and all the rest. I think yeah. what has to happen is that, you know, to go back to my earlier metaphor, as the left have to turn around and look at the fucking way are coming and go, yeah. oh my God, if that crashes down, we are screwed. This is the central issue. Now, we all have our causes, we all have things that we kind of care deeply about, and I respect that. But this, this trumps all of that. This is the hill to die on. In fact, this isn't a hill to die, on, this is a mountain to die on. And this is bigger than any other issue. Because once this is in place, you will not have the opportunity to no. try and address those other issues. You'll be shut down. Yeah. And so, if you want, chance to be able to pursue your politics and pursue the agendas and the things you care about you need to deal with this because once in place that digital prison will trap you and you'll be completely silenced um yeah i mean we could start uh, putting stuff out of course i mean
0: what i mean you you've i think you've touched on one or two sources of information but i mean are there any kind of other useful sources of information that people could go to to Look, I mean, yeah, in I mean, very would, kind would, of you know baby step ways, because I think you know it, it's just people have got no knowledge, or some people have got absolutely no knowledge at yeah. all. So I just think maybe an introduction to this. I mean, where where would do you, do you know? I mean, where would be the well, best place I to I go would, get to get an to introduction? This,
1: you know, I'd be happy later to, if we could upload you know the stuff we have written, uh, spell check it first, uh, yes. and then I'll put a whole load of links with people I respect. There are so many people I respect. I mean, Simon right. Elmer, uh, who's off the left. Has been, you know, amazing and all this. Uh, he's on Twitter, of uh, architects for social housing. Um, there are a range of voices. Thomas Vancey, who I said um, uh, before, uh, the M T guy, is, you know, he, he seems pretty switched on. Uh, there's Ian Davis, uh, who comes from a tradition outside the left, but I think is totally kind of spot on and and worth following Larry for. So, you know, I'm happy to help once, you know, once I get my moan and my, you know, tell you all off, I'm happy to, you know, work out a way of, you know, educating and, and you know, creating links. So, you know, put my essay on there, you know, put a whole load of people that I think people should follow on there and, you know, links to articles so that, you know, people can share it. You need to get your head around it quick. Uh, you need to see it not just as a technical kind of currency, currency matter. It's really important that you see it in the context of this massive transition. If you don't mm-hmm. see it in that context, then there's, you know, there's going to be a complacency. I mean, yeah. they're making their play. It's happening. And, you know, I'm just gobsmacked that no one else, you know, is is, is panicking about that. I mean, I was kind of pleasantly surprised uh, a couple of weeks ago. I thought Yanis who was, you know, unfortunately has been beaten up and saw that. Saw yes. doing that. that that's terrible. But a couple of weeks ago, someone said, oh, he's been talking about CBDC. So I went on Twitter to, to to see what he was saying, and I couldn't believe it. I mean, he was, you know, he was arguing for them. And I think, it oh, goes, really? if, that's, if that's the state of the left, then yeah. you know, we, we are... You know, totally. I mean, if it sounds like hold on, if it sounds like you know, I've kind of lost faith in the the Labour movement, which you know, I kind of have. I haven't lost faith in the people. I haven't lost faith in the people. I think people are waking up, as I said. You know. Well, I think I mean
0: one of the points you 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 said, uh, Daniel, is it's funny if it's a slogan that I was actually uh, using in the. 2017 election when i got yeah. re-elected i was making the point yeah. that it's not a question of left and right anymore it's a matter yeah. of right and wrong and, and this is clearly yeah. i think one of those issues and i know we've spoken uh, uh together about the need for us to you know reach out and, and bring people on side so people you won't necessarily you know agree with on on everything yeah. i mean You're my awesome. view is that look where you agree let's agree yeah and have fraternal disagreements where where you don't and i think that's going to be really important but listen uh, Daniel, we will actually uh, share some of that uh, information that you've yeah. suggested in terms of where people can uh, go yeah. for, for further uh, sources of uh, yeah. of information about yeah. this issue, which is a kind of a massive thing. And, yeah, I mean, whilst, whilst awareness might be pretty low at the moment, and you may be, you know, pretty kind of upset with the fact that, you know, the left and the labour movement hasn't been really kind of taking this issue seriously, yeah. but I think if we can actually, you know, start to, push this issue and uh, um you know a, a sort of trickle as it were of, of of opposition could very quickly become a flood and I do honestly think that you know the organized labor movement does have an important role to play in this you yeah, know uh, we shouldn't sort of dismiss that I've
1: been very impressed with uh, the you know some unions and in, uh, in recent months and you know, uh, and I'd love to get them uh, on board uh with this but it's um well
0: let's let's maybe hope then that this is perhaps the beginning of of maybe doing that at least in a small some yeah. small way finally then daniel where can the people um just kind of keep up with what you're up to i mean where can they follow you on social media and things like that
1: yeah <laughs> i live in twitter uh so you know you can find me any <laughs> awesome time of the day. <laughs> so yeah yeah i mean i'm on twitter if anyone wants to get in touch i'll you know and you know, I'll be tweeting all the stuff that I'll share with you. So yeah, read, cool. Well, what's your Twitter, Twitter handle, handle again, I'll Daniel? Read and the you know, some of the technical stuff uh, about all sure. This. What, what's your Twitter handle again? I don't know, God. Um, I think Daniel Fuchs Art, you know, Daniel Art, Fuchs Art, Art, Daniel, Fuchs Art. Twitter. Yeah, Daniel Fuchs Art, Daniel Art, I think it is. Yeah,
0: Daniel Fuchs Art, right? So look, look up Daniel Fuchs Art then on, on Twitter. I'm sure there'll be lots of useful information that Daniel will be. Putting out, I know yeah, he does it. actually. So, uh, so that's yeah. uh, I mean, another uh, or one of the important sources of of, uh, of information. So, so yeah. thanks, mate, for coming on this yeah. evening. That's it's really, really a that We need thanks to obviously me. return to. Let's sort of see how uh, we can help to raise consciousness through the discussion yeah. we've had this evening and by sharing out the the links to other sources yeah. of information so that you're going to, that. to provide. And maybe we could perhaps return to this discussion Absolutely. with you to see how things are going in a, in a few months' time.
1: Totally. Excellent. Thanks. Thanks for coming in there, mate.
0: Best of luck. Thanks, everybody, for joining Cheers. us this evening. Good night, and we'll see you next week, hopefully at 7 o'clock on Wednesday for more on Resistance TV. Thanks a lot. Good night.